Welcome to the Scrap Happier Podcast, where we share quick tips, tricks, and techniques to help you create scrapbooks you love and be happier while doing it. I'm your host, Alice Bull. I am so glad that you are joining us for today's podcast. I have not one, but two special guests today, and it is from a company that is a home-based, family-based company that has kind of grown way bigger than you would ever expect. And I love scrapbooking supplies, and that's what they do, and they do it so well that it's like adding a cherry on top of your final project or your final page or your final creative endeavor. And I'd love to welcome Rachel and Jess to the podcast today. Hello. Thanks for having us. Yes, we're really excited. This is our first podcast experience, so just bear with us. We'll take it easy on you. We'll, we'll, we'll ask you the good questions, but we'll take it easy on you. It's going to be fun. Yeah. We love talking about crafts. Yeah. So that's yeah, what we, we do crafts. all the time anyways, so yeah. we're ready. <laughs> Can you give us a little background about a cherry on top? How did it start? Tell us about the roots and how has it become what it is now? Yeah. Um, it started back in, goodness, the 90s. <laughs> 97 I think yeah I I was 10 years old Uh, it started with my mom she wanted to do something other than raising kids and take care of kids she wanted something for herself she was crafty and so she decided to start selling scrapbooking supplies really it just was stickers (laughs) we started out with Um, she had like one shoe box of stickers and then my brother my older brother helped her design a website and this is way back in the day of like very, very simple websites. And that's, yeah, that's really how it got started. Shoebox of stickers in the basement. And then it, it, it grew. Um, she told her friends and family about it and a lot of like word of mouth, I guess. There was not really marketing back then. <laughs> it was really, the internet was like barely just going. Yeah. Really. yeah. So then we started growing and she wanted to sell more than just stickers um, so we kind of branched out into like scrapbooking supplies. We got our a building that we moved into. So that was a really exciting time. And a lot of my cousins were like the first pickers, like the product picker, pickers. So that was fun. And I was too. <laughs> Child labor. <laughs> that's really fun. Well, no, I think that, yeah. you know, that's how families are are built and that's how family businesses function. My husband can give you all the woes of his days uh, bagging ice for their ice company, their water and ice company, bottling water and bagging ice. But every business starts like that. So, Rachel, after your mom set up her business and it continued to grow, what led to the company having the kind of growth that you have now? I don't really know. I think we just started branching out into more product. And I think that really helped us grow. Because then we do like needle crafts and painting Mm -hmm. and other Other crafty Um, things. So, well, we had to change our name. So we started out as Stickers Galore, uh, which worked for a long time. But then, you know, we didn't want people to think we just sell stickers. So we thought about a different name. And this is back in the day. We would have phone books, right, that are alphabetical. So she wanted a name that started with an A. Oh, mm-hmm. <laughs> so that is how we got started. And then just wanted something like, like just kind of like a cute saying almost like, 
a cherry on top. Like you're finishing a project or you're, yeah, you're finishing your scrapbook. That last little piece to your project is done and that we could be a part of that. So that's kind of how we got a cherry on top. We moved a couple times to different warehouses because of our growth. And like, I really don't, I think just having more products, variety of products really helped us grow. And now we're at our current warehouse. We've been in Saginaw the whole time, but um, our current warehouse is here in Saginaw too. And we've been here for how many years have we been here now? At least Over 10. 10. Yeah. Yeah. This building's been, we don't, it's really hard moving. <laughs> we <laughs> don't ever want to move again, but. <laughs> There's a lot in the back to move, like yeah. rows and rows of filing cabinets and all of the it's, it's stacks of paper yeah. and our shelves. <laughs> Yeah, so we've been here and it's it's been growing since and just offering more variety of products. So Jess, do you want to tell us a little bit about your involvement in the business and how that came about for you? Sure. I started working here when I was 16 and yeah, I did like order fulfillment and I've worked here on and off for a lot of years. Mm-hmm. Um, I went to school to study fine art. So I love art. I do all the art things. And then I came back. Now I do marketing here. Mm-hmm. And yeah, Rachel and I work on a lot of projects. We teach classes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, do things for social media. A lot of fun stuff. When you find new products, like part of marketing is putting the new products in front of your customers, right? But as the new products are coming in, you actually get time to play with the things, kind of figure them out so that you can show people all of the cool things you have. I'm assuming that sounds like the the really um, idealistic view of what your job will entail. <laughs> so can you, can you tell us a little bit about that? That's like the most fun part is getting a new mm-hmm. product, testing it out. And we're like, what do we, what do we do with this? Yeah, I don't know. Like let's we really don't out. know until yeah. we just start doing it. <laughs> and some products, like they have a designated function form and then we're like okay how else can yeah, we use how it else can we use it and then yeah we would make blog posts about it mm-hmm. we have the cherry blog we have new posts on it almost daily right showing new products and how to use them and different techniques right. and we try to make sure we know what we're doing first before yeah. we do a class or a blog post like we, we practice a lot yeah <laughs> behind the scenes yeah. <laughs> Well, I think the more you try things, the more comfortable you get with taking on the next thing. It's like, well, I did this last thing and that went okay. So now I'll try this. Yeah. Like our last class was book binding. So like we were practicing different stitching. It sounds very simple, but man, that took us like two full yeah. days of trying to get well, that down. <laughs> yeah. I've taken like book binding classes in college. So like I knew mm-hmm. a lot of book binding and then, yeah, we had this new product that we're trying to figure out how to work with book binding mm-hmm. and I mean it did it just, make it a lot simpler it was yeah. really easy to use but yeah it just, just figuring out and then <laughs> teaching it you both scrapbook so can you tell me like how did you kind of did you naturally become a scrapbooker because it was part of what you were exposed to all of the products and all of the supplies or did you at some point have um, motivation to start telling your stories? How did you each come into like the creative part of the business? Do you want to start, Rachel? Yeah, sure. Um, it was really easy for me because, well, my mom had started this business. And so I had things 
right there in front of me that I could use. Um, so I started scrapbooking very young around that 10, 11, 12 age, just very simply, just, I, I loved photos. I loved taking pictures and getting them developed like the little um, disposable mm -hmm. cameras. I've always loved photography. It was just something fun to do. We would have, sometimes we would have like big scrapbook parties, like a cousins and aunts, and we would get together and that was so much fun. And then like, I kind of just got away from it for a little while, I think through high school and just being busy, but it was still so nice to have a family craft business for all our projects. I'm like, oh yeah, mom, I need some, <laughs> I need some paper. I need some tape or something for a last minute project. And so I always had it on hand, which is nice. <laughs> perks of having a family business. And Jess, what was your lead in to scrapbooking? Like, obviously, you got exposed to the products, but how did that kind of inspire your own creativity? Yeah, I mean, it was very similar. My aunt, which was Kristen, mm -hmm. um, would bring supplies and products to me all the time, like for Christmas and whatever. Mm -hmm. I think and you actually, I was like, we're at some of those. Parties. Yeah, you were young, yet a lot younger. But. Yeah. And I, I even have like scrapbooks that I made. Yeah, probably was like eight, nine. Mm -hmm. They're not they're not too bad. I want to <laughs> actually for top, take some pictures of them because they're kind of cute. Yeah. Yeah. So I did a lot of it. Yeah, probably eight, nine, ten. And then, yeah, I, <laughs> I went into other mediums for a long time until mm -hmm. again, recently working here and making scrapbook pages and layouts again. Mm -hmm. How is your scrapbooking different these days? Yeah, so today, you know, my scrapbooking is different than it used to be. It Back in the day, it was mostly just paper and stickers. But now I really love using mixed media. I love, I love painting. I do that on the side too. So I really like to try to see how I can incorporate watercolors or acrylic paint into my backgrounds. And I just kind of make it up as I go, <laughs> see what looks good. And how's your scrapbooking different, Jess? For me, I also love mixed media. If I'm doing like a 12 by 12 layout, I'm pretty sure everyone that I've done recently have some paint or texture mm -hmm. paste or some mixed media in it. I also like to make um, albums or like mini albums. Mm -hmm. um, Junk journals. Yeah, I love those. Yeah. It's fun. Yeah. Because then I don't feel like pressured that it has to look a certain way. I can add photos if I want or not want. Yeah. I could have like practice pages of some technique or. Yeah. And I did more like art journaling. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. That's fun. I think that's a beautiful observation that sometimes when we are doing our scrapbooking, we put so much pressure on ourselves to have a certain outcome, to have our pages look a certain way, to make our stories so perfect when we want to reconnect with kind of the joy in our creativity. It sometimes just means that we need to do something that's a little adjacent to what we would normally do, like going into a junk journal, doing a mini album, creating a book. Like I think that when we do those kind of things, it really helps us to kind of find our passion and and rediscover things that make us excited so that we can jump back into our other pages, the ones that we kind of expect of ourselves. Not that we should have those expectations necessarily, but, you know, I think most of us do. It's like, I make pages like this. <laughs> yeah, right. And like for the work side of it too, like sometimes we have to use 
like what we have. Like, oh, we need to show this new collection. We really do need like a 12 by 12 with this. But we still try to incorporate like our own flair to it. And there's always mixed media. (laughs) Our office is always like splattered with paint or something. You should have seen it a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Our office. Oh, man. It was just, it was a mess. Yeah. We We, were all the crafts everywhere. Because we just had like three days of straight crafting. Oh, yeah. We had a couple of virtual events that we were attending as a retailer. And we did a lot of classes through that. And our office was just, it was just a huge mess. But it was so fun. It was 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 so fun. (laughs) We like making messes. (laughs) I always sit in a scrapbook and it's in the area right near my computer. Well, recently I was flicking a paintbrush and I look up and it is all over my laptop, all over my extra screen. It's just, it was all over everything. (laughs) I can still see remnants of it on some of the papers that are sitting here now. I'm like, well, I guess um, everything got a little crafty with me that day. (laughs) Yeah. Would you like to tell me, like, is there a layout that you've made that you really love? Maybe it was something recent, maybe something from the past that um, you look back at this layout right now and you're like, oh, gosh, I just love what I did here because of something. Can you maybe each take a turn telling us about that? Rachel, do you want to go first? Yeah, sure. Um, So I was looking through my projects, looking for something like that. And one of them that stood out to me was a junk journal page. So this page has photos of my mom and my siblings. And they're black and white, which I really love working with black and white photos. I kind of just discovered that within this last year or so. Because I really like them just popping out like that. And these photos are just very special to me. They are our last family photos we had with her before she passed. So um, I, we don't really have a ton of like recent, recent pictures of her. So these ones are very special. I did a watercolor background because uh, I just love playing with watercolors. They're so easy and hard to mess up. If it messes up, you just kind of add some more water or keep going with it. Keep messing around with it until you find what you like. Yeah. So it's, it's very simple, but like I really like how it turned out. Um, I added like these white photo corners to my um, pictures and I like how that really popped out. And then I had um, a remember sticker that I put on the bottom. It's just, yeah, it's just a very special page to me. And I find it very healing and therapeutic to um, scrap pictures of my mom. I have some very just beautiful pictures of her and like they just, I don't know, it makes me happy to put them into a book or a scrapbook and and remember her like I want my children to remember her also and look at pictures of her so yeah so that's my junk journal page or scrapbook page so with um with your mom passing I know this is like I'll get to to Jess in a second get her to share her page but I just think this is so important to talk about like um how long ago did you lose your mom uh, it was 2018 in April. So, yeah, we're coming up on three years now. Um, well, I'm sorry because it's never easier. Like time helps us appreciate the time that we yeah. had, but it's not an easy thing. I haven't lost my mom yet, but I had an aunt that was so close. And I actually went through a period of time after her loss where I didn't scrapbook about her because it was just too emotional. Right. And then afterwards, it was like this explosion of pages 
because I just had so many things that I had to share. Did you have any kind of experience that was along those lines? Yeah. Um, I also, I had a newborn, like I gave birth to my second child, like the week after she died. And so that (laughs) I was, yeah, just in survival mode for a while. But I think about six months after I started becoming more involved with work, I was coming in a little bit more. I wanted to, I wanted to help out more. I wanted to um, be a part of I don't, of her, like I just felt her presence here and in the office. And so I wanted to come here more. And then I started scrapbooking more. And um, I started out with pictures of her because it was just easy for me to do. And I had those on hand and it wasn't, yeah. And like, it didn't like make me sad. It just made me happy to scrapbook pictures of her. But yeah, it, it took a good six months to be able to be in that spot. Like I couldn't do it earlier than that probably. Hmm. And I think that's, um, I think it's smart when we give ourselves space to, and kind of honor where we're at in our process of kind of getting through something. And, you know, sometimes it's death and sometimes it's divorce. And sometimes like there are so many things that happen in our lives that, you know, cause us to be in a place where we are just not comfortable with scrapbooking where we're not feeling the stories. We're not feeling that creativity and to take that little break and allow us the chance to come back to it on our own terms when we're ready for that. I think it's a smart thing for us. And I think it's so important that we share that that's a real thing that we all go through. So thank you so much for sharing that with us. Yeah, no problem. Now I'd like to circle back to Jess. Jess, is there a page that you'd like to tell us about that made you really excited about scrapbooking? Sure. Um, The page I pulled for this is one that I think really shows my type of scrapbooking, which is a lot of mixed media. Mm -hmm. Um, In this, I use texture paste, I use alcohol inks, distress oxides and crayons and inks a little bit of everything (laughs) yeah there's a lot going on in this page and it has a lot of texture with ripped pages it's scrapping pictures of Rachel and I at creativation Mm -hmm. and that was just a really fun time that was the first time either of us had been to creativation Mm -hmm. Um, so fun yeah that's what so glad we went last year too because we would have had to wait even longer yeah it's a (laughs) to go yeah it's all in a white background and then it has like black and white papers. Like I was kind of going off of the Creativation logo and then all of the mixed media are is rainbows around it. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of yeah, what my inspiration for the layout was. Oh my gosh, that sounds amazing. I love the Creativation logo that they came out with, with all yeah. of the color and how it kind of changes from like it follows the rainbow across the word. And I think that's... Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It was super fun when they started using that. I'm like, yes, this is great. Yeah. I didn't realize that was your first creativation. I'm glad yeah. I bumped into you there. I mean, like our company has gone for forever back when it was CHA and all that. Like my mom went forever. She she missed a couple years because she was sick. But um, yeah, then we just last year we decided like, oh, we, well, we should go. Yeah. <laughs> should get back in there. Get back into it. Yeah. So yeah, I'm really glad we went. We got yeah, to meet I- all the we got to meet you. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. I think it's a fun experience to kind of see 
all of the things, all the companies that are bringing things out. And, you know, we have our big names in the industry, but then we also have like the little tiny companies that maybe just do one small thing and they're finding their footing in the craft world. And then we get exposed to them and it's like, oh my gosh, this new product is amazing. So I was so sad to miss this January. I love making the videos and showcasing the fun things that inspire me. And I don't see everything there, not at all. Like there's just not enough time to go around and do videos and see everything. Yeah. Um, I can't wait. Hopefully next year we'll be all on track. Everybody yeah. <laughs> will be ready to go. Yeah, we will be ready. <laughs> yeah. Would you like to share a prompt? I like to have a prompt, something that inspires me to sit down and scrapbook. Is there something that's exciting you like that to sit down and scrapbook that you can share? Uh, Rachel, did you want to start? Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, my prompt would be, to try using black and white photos. I know it's not something like people always think of. I guess a lot of people just print in color and um, that's usually what I do too, but black and white is just something very special about it. Like it, it makes the focus on that image, but also it makes it just kind of pop up from your background or whatever else you're doing with it. I just, it looks really nice, like a nice classy look. I love it. Well, and I think that when you change your photos to black and white it gives you the opportunity to go with any colors any any products that you want to use suddenly fit with that right you're right. not constricted right. like oh my gosh I was wearing this green shirt there's no way I can use this <laughs> color like it's just not gonna work <laughs> right yeah so if there is like a picture that you love and you're not really sure what to use with it what collection or what color cardstock just go black and white. Like that would make it so much simpler. Black and white's also good for like, if you want to do a bunch of different photos that we're taking at different times. Like mm. I just did a scrap with six different photos of my dog taking it all different times. Right. And I just made them all black and white. Right. Cause that would be a then, lot of different it, colors. Yeah. So and then now it just yeah. goes together. I think that's, a really good point because sometimes you just can't make everything work especially when they're across different timelines oh right. that was a great little bonus tip for the day yeah. <laughs> and, and Jess did you have a prompt that you wanted to share as well yeah my prompt is um it's actually a weekly prompt from cherry on top we have a becky flex sketch challenge where every week we post a new sketch in our project gallery and people can submit their layouts. Everybody who submits a layout gets some cherry points and they get a hundred cherry points and then one winner gets a thousand cherry points. Mm -hmm. So it's like a weekly prompt. They're really fun. I use them a lot. Mm -hmm. I actually used them on this creativation layout I mm -hmm. talked about earlier. Yeah, I um, use them a lot too. It's just, it's nice to like just start somewhere. Like you don't know how to do this page. Maybe you have the photos but you're not really sure where to go. A, a prompt, like a sketch, is just really nice to work from. And then you can always make it different yeah, how you want. Yeah they, yeah, they usually end up differently than the sketch. But mm -hmm. yeah, just to have that as a starting point. Mm -hmm. I think that's a brilliant tip. Starting with a sketch, the fact that you have a, a new sketch every week, that's a fantastic. And can you tell us what you do with your cherry points when you've collected them? Yes. Yeah. Um, there are all different kinds of ways to collect cherry points, but um, once you reach, what is it, 1,000? 
1,000 cherry points yeah. will exchange for $5 at um, a cherry on top. Mm-hmm. So when you check out, you can check out with your points and get a discount. So they, they collect up. I mean, you can do, yeah, you, can you can find can, like little cherries on our site. Yeah, and we click have on cher- them. a cherry hunt throughout cherry the hunt. site. Um, you yeah. can leave reviews. Um, Submitting post, in the project Post gallery. in the gallery, yeah. yeah you get points. Um, so there's all different ways. And then, yeah, joining in the challenges, you mm-hmm. get cherry points. Yeah. That's super fun. Well, I'm so glad that that was shared with us. And did you have a tip of the day that you would like to leave people with so that they are inspired to sit down and maybe inspired and excited to sit down and create right now? Yeah, um, I would go back to my watercolor background that I that I did for my um, my page in my junk journal. It just, it's a very simple background. And I guess the tip I would say is to only use like two or three colors, like of the same shades so that you don't have to worry about a lot of different blending techniques. I mean, you just pick a couple like pinks and maybe an orange or yellow and you kind of just spread it all around. And it's a very simple watercolor background. You don't have to be an expert. You don't have to take classes and you just kind of play with it until it looks like how you want. Yeah, I would just say just pick like two or three shades kind of in the same color family. That sounds like a great tip because I think watercoloring can seem intimidating because, of course, like Mm -hmm. there's the experts that actually know what they're doing. But (laughs) I like to just mess around a little little bit. bit. And if you pick the colors, like you said, they just work together. (laughs) It's like no fail watercolor. Right. Yeah, because you don't want to like I love like a lot of different blues and things, but, you know, so you have to just be careful with what colors you pick. Otherwise, it could be a nice, muddy mess. <laughs> and then you're like, oh, no, I can't watercolor. No, yes, you can. Just just try. Just limit just your simpler. palette. Yeah. Yep. Limit your palette. <laughs> That's great. And Jess, did you have a tip that you'd like to share with us? We have like a double double tips yeah. today. Yeah. Double prompts, double tips. Yep. It's like we get two cherry on top today. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, my tip is... Anywhere where your layout just seems a little boring or a little lacking, I mean, it happens to the best of us. Mm-hmm. I always splatter a little paint. Mm-hmm. Um, splatters. Yeah, I add a lot of splatters to layouts. Um, yeah, just like if you need a little something behind a photo, just pull up your photo real quick. Uh, how I splatter is I take a really watered down paint and I just tap the paintbrush over my finger to make some splatters across mm-hmm. it. And that could work too with like different inks and things like yep. the distress oxide inks. You can add water to yeah, watercolors, watercolors, or acrylic, acrylic paint is yep. fine. Yeah. Whatever you have around really. Yeah. I do that a lot mm-hmm. of my layouts. Most have yeah. splatters because it's like you get it's so easy. Just, yeah. It's so easy. It adds a little bit of unexpected uh, burst of color. Mm-hmm. And I mean, yeah, it just fills up an area a little nicer. Mm-hmm. And if you just leave it blank, yeah, yeah. I have splatters on my layout too. Like I did the whole watercolor background and then I, on the top, I splattered some watercolors. So it, lo- it looks like I, I don't know, I spent forever on it, but really it was pretty quick. A lot of times though, I end up adding splatters to places I don't mean yeah. splatters. A lot of my <laughs> photos are Sometimes splattered. Sometimes photos get splattered, yeah. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> My laptop, yeah. my yeah. <laughs> that yes. So that is what. Yeah, splatters. 
And you can throw your layout into a box and kind of have a splatter box mm-hmm. where you do the splattering, like even if you're in like a, a limited space where you don't have a good area to contain the splatters, just throwing your layout into the bottom of a box and Yay. having a splatter box allows you to try lots of the mists and splatters and mm-hmm. fun, messy things that maybe would kind of get away with get get away from you and contaminate the rest of your scrappy yeah, space. Yes. Or you can put like just like a scrap piece of paper too over your stuff that you don't want yeah. to get wet. Yeah. Your photo. Yeah. Because sometimes like you might not want splatters right away. Maybe you yeah. think of it at the end, yeah. which happens That's to me That's what I lot. do always. I <laughs> finish like, oh, my no. layout. The layout is completely finished. I'm like, you know what? This is Needs boring. Something. Yeah. <laughs> this needs a little and splatter over splatter here, but now I don't want to ruin my photo. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, you just, yeah, try to cover it up with something and. Yeah, go around. Go it. for it. And <laughs> if you're scared, it. just go for it. Just the worst that it. would happen is you ruin a few papers and you have to print out a, a photo again. Yeah. It's worth it. Just do it. And if really, if you wipe your photo right away, it's it'll probably be fine. And I think that having that perspective that you know this isn't necessarily like national treasures that we're working <laughs> with. This isn't you know like we're working with things that are our treasures and important to us, but most of the time we're working with photos that we can just reprint or papers that we can get different papers or buy new papers. And I think that, you know, if we're overthinking of it, we're kind of stifling ourselves from really embracing our creativity and just having fun. Right. Yeah. Just, you don't want to try to get it perfect every time. It's not going to be perfect. You just have to play with it just for the fun of it. Yeah. I heard a quote and it was from my friend. She said, uh, I strive for excellence, not perfection. And I gave me a whole different mindset. So yeah, I like that. Yeah. I strive for just progress practice. Yeah. Like I'm better now at some techniques than I was a year ago, you know? Yeah. But I'm never going to be perfect. No No one is. (laughs) I just strive for, yeah. Having fun and making Mm -hmm. things. Yes. That's, yeah, that's the end, end of the day goal. Just yes. make something. Make something. Mm-hmm. When we go shopping at a cherry on top, are there any special deals that we should be watching out for? Yeah, uh, we do have a free shipping code. If you spend $49, you get free shipping. And that's all for U.S. International. It gets a discount, too. We have a daily deals page oh, yeah. where yeah. every day it's a new set of deals. Yep, those new, are all all new products every day. They're thirty percent off, but it's only for twenty four hours. That's the catch. Yep. Um, cool. So, so it's like tech back soon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So those rotate every day. So it's really fun to check out. Like it's old stuff, new stuff. It's it's just a big mix of everything. Yeah. Our... So sometimes you find some really good finds in mm-hmm. there. Yeah. So that's our daily deals page, and that's all going every day. And then our free shipping. That's usually there every day too. Yeah. Free ship over forty nine. I think that knowing the ins on where to find some of the good stuff is really good. So when when we know that there's a $49 deal and your cart is already sitting at $46, it turns out I can find another $3 to get that free. Yes. Can you tell us like a couple of examples of things that might be seen in the daily deals? Let's see. I'll, sure. I'll click into it right now. We have some paints, some Stamps. stencils, albums, paper dyes yarn art journals 
tie-dye blue gun that's it's, for today but so, yeah yeah I mean, it's really anything that we have on our site which we yeah. have tons of different types of products thousands on the site, so. thousands yeah so it's just every day is different but um you'll see a little bit of everything you'll see paper in there you'll see stamps you'll see mixed media stuff in there that's cool okay well yeah. that is so fun. I am so glad that you agreed to come and test out the podcasting waters with me. And yeah. I'm honored to be your first podcast host. Hopefully, I didn't mess it up too bad. Well, it was <laughs> we fun. Mess it up. Yeah, it was fun. We, we enjoyed fun. it. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. So, can you tell us where everyone can find more when they're looking for a cherry on top? Where should they go? And I'm just going to mention really quick that I do have an affiliate link for A Cherry on Top. So as you support my family-based business, you're also supporting the A Cherry on Top family-based business as well. And of course, doing a little scrappy shopping at the same time. You can catch my link at scraphappy.org cherry. I'm so grateful to A Cherry on Top for helping to support some of the events that I've hosted for our scrapbookers, such as the Scrap Smarter Experience and the Load Challenges. They've donated prizes and really stepped up when we were looking for great things to bring to the scrappy community. So thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. So where do we find you online? Find us at acherryontop.com. Mm-hmm. We are on Instagram as what is it? A cherry, a cherry on top, top underscore crafts. Yep. And then we're on Facebook. Cherry on top crafts. Uh, we have a Facebook group. Oh, yeah. We do have a private um, Facebook group called Cherry Crafters. Yep. And um, anyone's welcome to come in there. Um, we do ask like a question so we don't get like spammers coming yeah. into our group. And we just share projects like what yeah. we're working on or like craft sure. funnies. Yeah, and... funnies. I love the funnies. I know I love funnies. <laughs> Uh, it's just like another special place for us just to, you know, share our stuff. That's not like super out there public. It's it's just a smaller group. Yeah. So we, we're everywhere. We're on social media everywhere. Pinterest. YouTube. YouTube. Oh, yeah. We're trying to do more YouTube videos. So you'll yeah. see those on there. Um, our classes, our online classes are on our YouTube channel now. Well, thank you so much for joining me for this episode. Uh, I will have all of the details in the show notes, including the pages that Rachel and Jess talked about in this episode so that you can check them out and see them. And I really hope that you will pop over to a cherry on top. And I'd love to hear what your favorite product is. So whatever you love as a favorite product, if you want to share this in the show notes of this episode, you can go to scraphappy.org slash episode 28. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of Scrap Happier podcast with special guests from A Cherry on Top, Rachel and Jess. If you use their prompts of using black and white photos and using a sketch to create your page, please be sure to tag me on Instagram. I'd love to see it. You can tag me at Alice Bolt. That's B-O-L-L. Rachel's tip of the day to use only two or three colors in the same shade family when you're playing with watercolors is such great advice. And then Jess's tip to add a little bit of paint splatter any place your page feels like it's lacking something is the perfect way to add that finishing touch. I hope that our double prompts and double tips today will help you make pages that you love. Happy scrapping!
my podcast graphics tend tend to the slightly um <laughs> cheesy side. I I have this side of That's my okay. personality. <laughs> That's okay. We're cheesy too. <laughs> Seriously, these girls stepped up and gave me the best cheesy photo ever. Love it. Be sure to check out the podcast artwork in the show notes.